My name is Sloane Hubner, and I'm a senior at Washington High School. And before we start, I need to be completely honest about one thing. I did not want to like Calvary. In fact, the first words that came to mind as I walked through the front doors for the first time were not beautiful or awe-inspiring or even pretty. No, the words ran more along the lines of old and rickety. I did not want to like Calvary. I was 11 years old, and this church was about to become the fourth church I had attended since I was born. I guess I have my mother to thank for that. <laughs> her work as an organist choir master in the Episcopal Church has taken her all around the Memphis area. So wherever she goes, my family follows. So when I found myself sitting on the couch in the living room one, one Sunday afternoon, my parents sitting across from my brother and me, let's just say that my reaction to the news that we were moving churches yet again was not joyous or celebratory in any manner. I reacted in the same way that you might expect any 11-year-old to react when met with some sort of change. I protested. Now, there may have been a few tears, maybe according to my brother and my parents, but I don't personally remember any. But I was still very upset, because I had just settled into our church at the time, Church of the Holy Apostles in Carrieville. In a church as small as that one, I had finally learned just about everyone's name, got to know the rest of the kids my age there, and I loved running around the gym with my brother on days that my mom would bring us into work. The place felt comfortable, and to any kid, that's everything. I guess what I'm getting at is that I was frustrated. Frustrated that I was going to have to start some part of my life over again, and tired of repeating a process that I had gone through three years prior. And I think that's similar to how the disciples felt when we look in on them in this week's gospel. They're tired, they fished through all the night to no avail. They've caught nothing, and they just want to rest. But it was from, from that frustration that an opportunity for abundance appeared. It appeared when they felt the most weary and worn out, but they gave it a chance. Now, when I first read this passage, I began to question, what made the disciples go back out onto the water at this point, they had no idea that the man who told them to get back into the boat was Jesus. So, as far as they can knew, he could be anyone. Maybe it's just my impatience or extreme dislike of spearing worms with hooks or anything wet and slimy, but if I was there, you would not see me back in that boat. <laughs> was it the need for food, a desire for success maybe, a certain feeling they got from the man who ordered them back out into the sea. We may never know exactly what made them do what they did, but I know for certain what made me give Calvary a chance. It was the apparent abundance of love that I saw from every person and everything, everything here at Calvary. It was that love that made me throw my net over to the other side of the boat, so to speak. When I walked into my first Sunday school here as a seventh grader, I was, by default, the outsider. Some of the people in the room with me had known each other since infanthood. 
some had gone to school together, and some were even related. But it didn't take long for me to feel that same amount of comfort I had felt at Holy Apostles. Some of my favorite memories from my time in the youth year have taken place at the lock-ins and on the mission trips that we've taken over the years. I mean, it's pretty hard not to bond with people you barely know when you're lying down under the insanely small pews in this church, hiding from the group of zombies in zombie tag, <laughs> or huddling together on the fourth floor as someone tells the story of the monk that has haunted the hall. It's been ordinary times like these that I am retrospectively aware of the abundance of love that this place and its people hold. But I've also in extraordinary times, too. I experienced it when a group of the youth traveled to Nashville to take part in a yearly mission trip called Collide. All throughout the week, we drove around Nashville to different project sites, doing as much good as we could. But no matter how hot it was, no matter how many hours we had been working, everyone approached the work with the most positive attitude possible. There were a few complaints which, as you can imagine, with the group of middle schoolers is a commendable accomplishment. <laughs> a group of us also spent a week of last summer in San Augustine, Texas, doing hurricane relief construction work. It was a very labor-intensive week. One group laid the foundation for a home that had been destroyed in the storm, and another did demolition work. But we all approached it with the same attitude that I now know to be a staple of the after every one of these experiences together, we have ended with a rock ceremony in which every member of the team is recognized with the rock that describes their time on the trip. Now, I'm not able to say that I've walked out of one of these ceremonies dry-eyed, but a few people can say that. It's in these times that I've been overcome with the amount of love that this group of people brings with them. Another community and experience that has blessed me with God's love has been the Calvary Choir. Most of you see me up here every Sunday morning singing with them, and truthfully, it's because there's no place I'd rather be. I started my time in the Calvary Choir as a ninth grader, which meant that I was the youngest member of the choir by more than a few years. But these amazing people welcomed me just the same, which means I look forward to Wednesday night rehearsals and Sunday mornings for more than just the music. In fact, I've been out of the country with the choir, and I can safely tell you that the spirit and love of Calvary travels with them. Every time I sing with this group of people, it allows me to feel faith in a greater power because I believe that something so beautiful must be of divine origin. When I look back on significant mo moments in my faith, I frequently look back on, um, on countless even songs and other services both here and in Bristol Cathedral in England this last summer. I owe it to this group of people and to the music we make to show me how powerful God's love and God can be. Now that I'm 17 years old and graduating high school in approximately 15 days, <laughs> not counting or anything, <laughs> I could not be more excited to take the next step in my life and attend Princeton University in the fall. But that does not mean that I won't miss Calvary and everyone here. I owe it to this church and to all of you for supporting me and showing me God's love every moment I was here. For ever since I cast my net onto Calvary's side of the boat, 
it has been overflowing with love. And for that, I thank you all. Amen. Please stand. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with